Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. It is my privilege to pray for someone that really needs it. No. <laughs> my good friend Danny, Danny Miller. Uh, you know, he's, he's an awesome, awesome teacher. Lord, I ask you to give him the right words to say. Help him say the right words, not the wrong words, and help us to understand it. And help us to get closer to you through this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sometimes I'm not sure if I should call you apostle or pastor, because you wear both titles. So I'm never sure which the one's the appropriate one. Well, today, brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us at Spirit of Prophecy Church, whether here in person or via the technical wonder of live stream. Well, today we're talking about how to live a Christian life. And we got to do a little uh, bookkeeping here, a little housekeeping. Except for the very first slide, everything you see, the comments, the selection of the verses that you'll be seeing, and we're not going to get to every verse. When I put this together, I didn't realize just how much there was. So we'll probably, this will be two sessions, one today, then later on I'll come back and finish. And yes, Bill. I still do have my expanded Dakes King James Bible. <laughs> um, so everything's going to be off of that. If you have pen and paper, like I said, there's a lot and lots of scripture on this one. Um, if, you, if you have a, a Dakes Bible, you can go in the notes section in between the Old and New Testament, and you can literally see this word for word. Um, when I saw this, my first reaction is, this needs to be a teaching because it, it just fits so well. So how to live a Christian life. How to get converted and become a Christian is the first step. But then learning how to live a Christian life is the next step. And one needs to realize that living a Christian life is an ongoing process that will end only upon our death or the return of Jesus Christ. And actually, there's a third. Brothers and sisters, some of y'all may not believe it, but there's a possibility, a strong possibility, that religious persecution is going to come here. And if it does, that's where the third step is going to come in. Are you going to walk away? That's the question you're going to have to ask yourself. So those are the three ways that that process is not going to happen. And, and it's an inactive process. If you go and sit on the couch and say, okay, I'm here. Do something. Well, that's about the extent of your Christian life. You ain't going to have much except sitting on the couch and you're not going to have a strong, vibrant life. It's an active thing. There are things you're going to have to do if you want a strong, deep, abiding Christian life. That's just the way it is, whether you like it or not. Now, it's kind of interesting when they, he does, or Dakes did this with like point A, point B, point C, which I've never seen anyone do before. I thought that was just weird. All right, believe in the gospel. And the entire word of God at all times. And walk in the light as you receive it. 
1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And one of the contrasts that you'll see in the presentation today is light versus darkness. We need to remember that Jesus is the light. And we need to make sure that we do those things that keep him on the forefront of our hearts. No, here, hearts here. Hearts, mind, and our soul. Okay? So, and... You know, we lately, I'm not, I'm not the only one, but notice the word believe. You're going to see that word a lot. You got to have belief. And, and not just belief in God, but belief in yourself. Now, I'm not saying get prideful. I'm not saying, oh, I'm Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Great. It's all because of me. Because if you do, phew, down, you're going to go. Have a pride in yourself, but understand that that strength and that power is coming from Jesus, from the man that died on this on the cross. That's where the source is. But believe in yourself that you have the power. And we're going to see scriptures that show us, not just here, but in throughout the, the presentation, that through God's and Christ's power, whatever obstacles in our life can be vanquished. It may not be that night. It may be that day. It may not even be a year from now. But the victory is there as long as we keep at it. All right? This was not a very big point on, on it, but it, it was it's a good one. Oh, yes. One other thing before moving on. Entire word of God at all times. If you're not reading your Bible, you've just shortchanged yourself. You just stabbed yourself in the back. Because how, and we're going to see this later on, I think it's point D. One of the ways you're going to grow, one of the ways you live a Christian life is through the Bible. You've got to read the Bible. Now, I try to make it a habit of reading a chapter of the Old in the morning and then a chapter when I come home at night. It's been a little easier because they stop, we stop work at 12 midnight. So I get to go home about one. I get home about one. I'm not falling asleep trying to read, which was happening when I was getting home at three. But the point is the word of God. I've often said that the bedrock of a Christian life, and I maintain this, and I'll never back down from it, is two things. There's lots of other things. Prayer and the reading of the Bible. You don't do those two things. Your, prayer, your walk with God is not going to be as great as if you do. Okay? Point B, walk by faith in newness of life, not by sight or feeling, the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul have put no pleasure in him. The next series of slides, and what I want you to really look at, is not by sight or feeling. 
part of the battle that we fight is a spiritual battle. We have five senses. We see, we smell, we hear and, and speak. But there's a whole world out there that's on the spiritual side, on a plane that we don't see that often, and our five senses really aren't equipped to detect, except from time to time. Soon he and, and uh, <laughs> Lou, yeah, I can't, sorry, Lou, I dreamt a plane drop there. <laughs> They'll tell you. They'll, I think they would agree with me that, that there is another side, and it's just as real and prevalent as what we see. So the, the scriptures you're going to be looking at are going to be highlighting that. Now, on all the slides, I'm, again, there's so much. I'm not uh, going to be able to cover everything, but I do want you to see what is listed. Again, if you go to the Dake's Bible and the Old Testament uh, notes between the Old and New Testament, it's all listed right there. That's about two chapters, that alone, if you look at it. So we're going to look at some select uh, from those. Hebrews 10, 38 through 9. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure. We are not them who draw back unto predation, but of them that, that believing to the saving of the soul. You notice how the word soul is there? Okay. Have you actually touched a soul like you touch your hand? I never have. Have you seen a soul? I've seen the outward existence of the body, and I know the soul's in there. So again, it's, it's not just a question of what the five senses can detect. There's a whole nother layer that we need to be aware of and cognizant of. All right, Romans 6, verses 4 and 6. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Newness of life. That's what we get when we accept Jesus Christ. Now, it's not an automatic that we're going to keep in that newness. Uh, most of the time when people are, get saved for the first, there's a, an euphoria. There are such strong feelings of, oh, what's the right word, of, yeah, I'll go with that, a honeymoon. But that honeymoon's going to end, all right? So we need to make sure that we walk in newness of life. And the old man is crucified. That's all those sinful lusts and passions. We have the ability to rein them in. We have the ability to stifle them. Not uh, through me, but through the power right here. That power is going to allow us to crucify that old man, whatever it may be. 
uh, it, it doesn't matter. And it may not happen overnight. Most of the time it doesn't. It, it's a process. Remember I said on the first slide, it's an ongoing process. So it's going to take some time, maybe a little bit of time. You know, like I said, if you're sitting on the couch, it may take, well, you might get progress in about 50 years for one day. But, but it's going to take time. I mean, there are times where there's immediate healings. There are times where vices are done away with in seconds. But the general rule is it takes time. It takes time. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members of instrument of righteousness unto God. Members is your body, just in case you didn't know that. For it's saying, if you're not dominion over you, for ye are not under the law and under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself to obey his servants, ye are to whom you obey, whether unto sin or unto death or obedience. There's Leslie's favorite word. Too bad she's not in here, though. Unto righteousness. What are you, what are you doing? Are you going out and, and rioting? Are you going out and destroying property? Because you don't like how something's going on? That, that's not what God teaches. That's not what he says. It's not fruits of the spirit. If you're going out and spend your partying all the time and you're out drinking all the time, is, is that yielding yourself unto sin or into obedience unto Christ? What you do is a good bookmark of who you really are serving. All right? I, I chastise myself because one of the problems I got is I spend too much time at the computer when I should be on my hands and knees praying to God. I mean, that's one of the things I'm dealing with. What you do is going to really determine where your allegiance and lies. All right? Romans 6, 19. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members' servants to uncleanliness and unto inequity, unto equity, even so now yield your members into holiness. Here again, Paul's talking about your members going to doing things that are contrary to the teachings of God in Jesus Christ. And he's really, if you look at the rest of it, he's chastising them. He's basically saying, what in the world are you people doing down there? This is not what you're supposed to be doing. This is not given the, the image of Jesus Christ and our Lord and Savior to those who are unbelieved. All right. Galatians 5, 16 through 20. This I say, walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary the one to the other. So you cannot do the things you would. But be led of the spirit. You are not under the law. Now, notice verse 17. 
the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other. Pastor Stan in his teachings has talked about having one foot in the world and one foot on the with God. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. You're either going to serve the sin or you're going to serve Jesus. And if you think you're doing both, then you're, well, you're a fool. You're just flat a fool because it's not going to work out in the end. Um, now, 19 and 20 talks about what the works of the flesh are. And I'm not going to necessarily go over them, but if you want to know what sin is, here's a real good definition right here of what is sin. 19 and 20, and then 21 also, 19 through 21. Murders, envyings, drunkenness. Envyings, I think, is a real big problem because I see that all over the place. We envy people because they have stuff that we don't have. And so, and, and here, another thing too is, brothers and sisters, I want to actually use murder. That's a little better demonstration. If I don't, if I don't do anything to anyone, have I committed murder? Yeah, maybe. Why? What's the thought? What's the thought? God looks at our hearts, doesn't he? But he looks at our thoughts. Our thoughts and our hearts have to be clean too. If I, I mean, I, just because I don't go out and smack someone like I wanted to do yesterday when the guy cut me off, doesn't mean I can go punch him out or kill him. But the thought was there for a second. Guess what? That's, in a sense, murder. Because the thought was there. We, we've gone so much away. Well, I didn't do that. Well, maybe physically you didn't do it, but what about your mind? What about your heart? Did you think it? Guess what? God knows what you're thinking. That makes me shudder sometimes because I'm not sure I like some of my thoughts because I know they're not in, you know, in line with God, and that's not good. So it's the thought and the heart, too, not just the outward appearance. On 22 through... Um, well, 22 and 23, if you want to get an idea of what the fruits of the Spirit, here's another good place to go. Are you doing these things? Are you showing love, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith? Are you doing those things? Well, if you are, then you're certainly in the right direction. Okay? Point C, read the Bible daily. Search it. Meditate on it day and night. And notice what it says. I didn't highlight it. But to feed and nurture the spiritual life. I'm going to sound like a broken record. If you want the basis of your Christian faith, reading the Bible. Period. You have to do it. It's like, I'll give you an example. If I wanted to walk from here to my home, probably take, well, i probably collapsed before that happened, but maybe, maybe five, six hours. All right. I can do it, but it's going to take an awful long time. That's like about 
15 years ago, I had a banjo, so I go to this place to play it. But I didn't have a car, so I had to take the bus. Well, I got so had so much fun playing it. I, uh, oh, I can walk home. I left there at two o'clock. I got home at six thirty. Yeah, four and a half hours to walk home. If I had just taken the bus, it would have been thirty minutes. All right, that's that's what the Bible is. You read the Bible, your distance you got to travel is not going to take as long because you're reading the Bible. It's the bedrock. It's, it's, you got to do it. You, I don't care how tired you are. All right. There have been many a night I've fallen asleep in my prayer, in my closet. I was trying to read the Bible. But, and I did it because I knew I needed to read it. I knew, even if I didn't feel like it, I knew I needed to read it. Now, again, here are a list of what he uses uh, in showing us. We're just going to catch on some of these. I love the book of Psalms. Anyone that knows me knows how much I like it. Lou and I have a shared common interest. We both like Psalms. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf, notice what it says in the bottom here, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Right, we got to victory. But the law of the Lord, how do you find the law of the Lord? You got to read your Bible. That's where you're going to find it. That's where it's contained. Now, in the book of Enoch or some of these other books that claim to be authoritative, there's a reason why they weren't put in when that council back, I think in the 1300s, put our modern-day Bible together. All right? But the point is, you got if you want to know what the law is, you've got to read the handbook, and the handbook is, is the Bible. All right? And again, it says shall prosper and prosper does not necessarily mean financial gain okay don't take it prosper is financial i tell you what's more as i have gotten older and become i hope wiser you know how i want to prosper it'd be nice to have the money i'm not gonna lie about that you know what i, I want to prosper to be able to communicate with God. That's how I want to prosper. I want to be able to discern his communication. And the only way I'm going to do it or increase or increase is reading the Bible and meditating on it. It ain't going to happen any other way. Some more. Thy word is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. Okay. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 7. For the weapons, and most of y'all have heard this, our warfare are not colonel, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the, she's never here when I do this word, obedience of Christ. 
and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when the obedience is fulfilled. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that he is Christ, even so are we Christ. Every thought in Benny's, you remember I said earlier that it's the mind also. It's not just what we out, uh, physically do outside. It's also the mind and the heart. How are you going to renew your mind? One of the best ways is to read. How do you gain knowledge? By reading. Okay? There's so many, there are many people I know that they didn't go to formal school. They just read. And they're better than people I know go to school. It is, it is through the reading of the word that you're going to gain knowledge. I think we'll get to it today. Hopefully. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. It's not just the five senses involved. There's a spiritual battle we also fight. We fight against physical things like hunger. We fight against things that we see people do that we try to correct. But we cannot neglect that as it says, but against principalities, against powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. All right? Satan is, he must be loving it in the United States these days because of all the wickedness that we see. And that's why we, we need to make sure we come together and pray as a corporate body, as a unit. That's why we're doing the September Solemn Assembly because we have a care from our nation. And we know that if we get together as a group, then we'll be stronger. We'll be much more likely to disrupt the actions of Satan and his agents. All right? We're stronger. Standing there for Now, this is just a description of what the armor is, these sections here. Um, so I'm going to skip down to really 18 because most everyone's seen 14 about the breastplate, helmet, and so forth. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Are you, do you persevere? Or if a, a prayer doesn't get answered in five minutes, you say, well, forget this. You got to be willing to persevere. If you're not willing to persevere, then you got a problem because some things take time. And the only way you get through it is you persevere and you do it time after time after time. First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby again. Word. It's another word for Bible, all right? 
we some, many times we refer to the Bible as the word. And that's what he's talking about here. Reading the Bible. Point D. Pray to God daily as your heavenly father in the name of Jesus Christ, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Again, here are some of the scriptures. Now, one thing I will note on, it says 1 John 16, 20 through 16, that's a mistype. 1 John has five chapters. I spent 40 minutes trying to figure this one out. I'm not kidding. You. I'm looking at 1 John. All right, there's only five chapters. Where is he getting the 16 from? And then it finally, oh, maybe he means John. Well, that's what he means. I think I put it in. Yeah. And in they you shall ask me nothing. Very verily I say unto you, you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it. Here told you ask nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Isn't it interesting? He says your joy may be full. How did your joy become full? By focusing right here. And on the person that hung from here. I, think, I just think that's really interesting. That phrase is, is in there. Also, we got Philippians 4, 5, 6. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. God wants to hear from you. He wants to have an active relationship with you. And he doesn't want you sitting on the couch just sitting idly by. Like I said at the first, this is an active thing. It's not a passive. It's active. And if you're going to get results, you're going to have to be active. Period. All right. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon you for he careth for you. Now, there's a, a couple of other verses I'm going to throw in that aren't in here. I was kind of surprised they weren't. Uh, the verse about all the hairs on your head are numbered. He knows you that well. Okay. Um, the uh, verse in Matthew, I think it's 6, where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And what does it say afterward? And all these things shall be added unto you. By focusing on God, he's going to take care of us. The scriptures don't say necessarily how. It may be in a way that's totally different from what you're expecting or maybe even hoping. And he doesn't say when it's going to happen. Again, are you going to persevere? Are you going to keep at it? You got to. You got to. Claim all the benefits of the promises of God and appropriate by faith all that he has promised. I think there's another mistype. Because all it says on the dates is 2 Corinthians. There's no verses. 2 Corinthians is like 15 chapters long. And, I mean, this would be 100 slides if I tried to put that in. So just under somewhere in 2 Corinthians, it talks about that subject. 
But I did put one four. Verse three in particular, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness to the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding and great and precious promises, that ye by these might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. We've got promises. We've got promises. They're in the, oh yeah, that, that book, the Bible, okay? They're in the Bible. Only way you're going to find out what they are is, guess what? You got to read it. You got to read it. Um, sometimes at night, I'll get my phone and I'll replay, especially the book of Psalms. I go to sleep with the book of Psalms playing. But And it's great. It's certainly cut down on my bad dreams, I've noticed, which is good. But it's not the same as reading. It, it's just not the same. So you need to read. All right. Uh, this is going to be the last point here for today. Keep your mind stayed upon God in growing grace and all the virtues of grace and of God. What I, I go back to, what are you doing with your time? How are you spending your time? Are you, again, I mentioned about the computer problem. That's a, that's a problem. I spend too much time. I, I'll say, I've said this and I'll say it until the day I die. You want to know what a man is made of? Look and see how he spends his time. That's really going to be a big key. If the guy's spending time going to bars and not going to church, that pretty well tells you this man's not a man of God. A man of God is going to exhibit those qualities that we saw earlier in Ephesians, for example. Again, here are some of the verses that is listed. Uh, Philippians 4.8, 1 Peter 2, 4 through 10, 2 Peter 1, 4 through 11. First time I typed this up, I... I reversed that another 40 minutes trying to iron that one out. Uh, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. This, I, I wish I could have done it. In, in the Dakes Bible, in the notes section, they've got this beautifully laid out. I mean, I never really noticed it until this last week. Where you see the word true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. The way it's printed on the margin, all the words are straight up and down. And visually, that made a huge impact on really understanding the verses. It's one thing to see them like that, but if they're up and down where you can just one word after another, it really brings it out. I wish I could have duplicated that. But notice what he's looking at. All right. These are the things we need to be focusing on. These are the things that we need to be acting on and doing. All right. Uh, some more. This is on six. It says, wherefore also is contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion. 
a chief cornerstone elect precious and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded where it says he that believeth on him shall not be confounded i think that's really important there are so many things going on in the world that we don't understand there are things happening behind the scenes we don't know about but we can it's not in the in this particular grouping that Dakes did but there's one, I believe it's First Peter, or Philippians. It says that we can go to God for knowledge, and he will give it liberally and will not upbraideth. But make sure you do it with faith, because otherwise it's like the wind being tossed to and fro by the sea. But God will give us the knowledge. We're not going to be confounded. He'll reveal to us. And again, it may not be that day. It may not be that week. But in, at some point, he's going to show you, this is why I did what I did. This is why I let you do it or why I didn't let you do it. All right? But he, we can go to God. We can go to Jesus. And he will give us the knowledge that we need so we're not confounded. He will give us the solution. I don't know what the solution always will be. I don't always know when it's going gonna, it's gonna to be given to me. But I sure know that if I keep and persevere and keep going to them, at some point in time, the solution is going to get here. All right? Notice, too, it says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, where in times past were not a people, but now are the people of God. You know why we're people of God? Is because Jesus came here. He paid the price for sin because he was perfect. And therefore, since he paid the price, if we believe on his shed blood, now that's transferred to us. We are a priesthood now, but it is through the actions of one man, Jesus, who is the Christ, son of the living God, lives died on the cross, rose three days later, sits on the right hand of the Father, and is awaiting his triumphant return. Okay. All right, I need to do this real quick. We're going to play, I'm going to play a song. When I heard this song, I, as Lucy says, I knew that I knew that I knew it needed to be here because it brings up a very important point. We talked about how to live a Christian life in the first step. Well, if you're a Christian, you got a lot of good information. If you're not a Christian, then what you just heard hopefully will spur you to be one. But the point is, you got to make a decision. As I said before, the day is coming where you're going to be forced to, whether you like it or not, whether you're ready or not. The day of being on the fence about Jesus and who he is and deciding if you're going to accept, that's going away. Those days are coming to an end. The days of straddling the fence and, oh, I'll put it off tomorrow. Well, guess what? That tomorrow is going to come a lot sooner than you expect. And it's time to make a decision one way or the other about Jesus. Amen. All right. In Revelation chapter 3, the last church I would that thou art heart of cold, but, but because you are not heart of cold, but lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. God wants you one way, the lukewarmness, the straddling on the fence, 
is not going to cut it. And this song talks about why people put off the, the making the decision. So here's Ricky Skaggs. Let's hope this works. You listen to the words. God spoke to me a hundred times. He'd call my name. I would not go. Now I cry with joy on bended knees. Could have been this happy long ago. Why did I wait so long? Why did I wait so long to answer the call from the greatest of all? Why did I wait so long? song just really moves me. I hope you haven't waited. And if you have, then why are you waiting? Don't let the pride that he talked about and cares of the world stifle the, the call. Don't wait any longer. Make a decision. <sighs> All right, uh, stay tuned. 
We are going to be having church in about 15 minutes to church service. And we thank you for uh, spending time with us this morning. Welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. So happy to have all of you that are here in the audience, but also those that are watching online. You know, may the Lord bless you. May he bless you for the sound doctrine that we like to teach here at the Spirit of Prophecy Church. You know, we want to, speak, we want to teach and preach truth the best that we can. So not everybody likes the truth, but the truth will make you free. So I hope that you'll join us. Just a few quick announcements. Um, there's, the Bible studies are canceled for the summer. They won't start back up until most likely Friday, September the 10th. Also, our church service does start at 930. We have a 930 service with training and equipping and teaching. And then also the main, then the main service at 10.30. So I encourage you to, to join us at 9.30 also, not just the 10.30. Today, for all of you that are here, and maybe those that are watching online, this will be your excuse to order pizza in. We're going to have pizza. We're going to have a fellowship after church with each other, and I'll order some pizza. What do you like? What kind do you like? Yell it out. What? Pineapple. Oh, no, pineapple on pizza. Come on. Really? Why did I ask that? Everybody else, tell me what you like about Sharonda. Pepperoni. No, pepperoni. No. You like pineapple? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. They don't have any pineapple. Our meat lovers. Cheese. There's plain cheese. Yeah, cheese and pepperoni and, and like stuffed crust and pepperoni and... Uh, and Stan likes everything on it, right? Extra meat, supreme. Yep. But, oh, my goodness. Extra cheese? Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. So we'll have a variety. It might not have pineapple on it. Just saying. It might. We'll see. I mean, it is, it's, you know, I don't know if they have pineapple. Might have to go list. <laughs> I know. Weird. Okay. Don't you do, don't you dare email at Stan at prophecyclothes.com and say that you like pizza with the pineapple on it. <laughs> or SOPC at prophecyclub.com. Yeah, that's right. That's me. Don't do that. All right, so a couple things. We want you to continue to help Cambodia. We've only raised like about $185 so far, and you had one tablet, iPad donated so we are, we are, we're starting. So I just want to still encourage you to please donate for the Cambodia. For those of you that are watching online, you can send in your donation or your old phones that you don't use. Make sure they work though. And you can still plug them in or your iPads, tablets, uh, laptops. You can send them to 1719 Angel Parkway, Allen, Texas, 75002. Oh, and number 222. So let me try again. 1719 Angel Parkway, number 222, Allen, Texas, 75002. I think you got that in there. All right. Uh, also, uh, August has started today, right? Yay. Who has birthdays in August? Well, we have quite a few Augusts, yes. And the youngest one down here, four. So, and then, Okay, so Doug, when is yours? 20th? Somebody else? Sydney is the, the, the 12th. Yeah, you got it right. Stan is the 24th, 24. My, my nephew's 24, too. That's the date. Anybody else? August? Anyway, welcome. Happy birthday to all of you in August. So 
Prophet Sunnis is the uh, the the 12th, and Stans is the 24th, and of course Brandon. Anyway, happy birthday to you guys. All right, uh, again, we need some of these the old working phones, etc. Uh, we had movie night last night. Who joined us in here? It was great. I wanted to do it so desperately at our house in the pool so we could play Jaws music <laughs> to watch in the movie Soul Surfer. It would have been fun, but it was just too hot, so we had to do it here. But it was still good. It was really a lot of fun. It was really a really good movie. If you've seen it, watch it. Now, um, watch, go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Uh, sign up for the prayer meeting. How many of you here in the church, can we just see some hands? Because Sharonda kind of needs to see your hands. Are planning attending sometime during the prayer meeting? In volunteering, please. We need your volunteers. So when you come, those that are here and those that are online that could volunteer, we need to know. So if you just raise your hand, you can come for two hours, five hours, all night long, whatever. You're a volunteer. <laughs> we need your help. At church, we need your help. So uh, it's $25 to sign up. You can go to watchmistrumpet.com. But here that are physically located here at the church, you need to let Sharonda know uh, personally yourself. You don't need to go online. I don't know. Um, you can maybe go find out. 70 or so maybe? I don't know. We need a lot more. We need a lot more. Um, you know, um, we need thousands, all right? I mean, we, you know, it, it is expensive where we're holding it, but we, we can't do it here. There won't be enough room. So we have to outsource it. So we do, um, we do need your help just financially. So $25, I think, that could be covered. Sorry? Okay, so we thank the Lord for Priscilla being being healed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, hallelujah. So we'll get our service going this morning. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Let's pray. Hallelujah. I love to see God's people to raise your hands high as you can. Okay. Let's raise our hands. Let's look to the heavens this time instead of bowing our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy. We thank you so much. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Come, visit us, be here with us. Let everything be done decently and in order. We give you all the praise, all the honor and glory. Let all the sound equipment work. Let the praise and worship be an anointed, Lord. Let it be of you in the name of Jesus. Let it be pleasing to your ears, Lord. Check our hearts right now if there's anything, anything that could be separating us from us from you today. Cleanse our hearts. We ask forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus if there's anything there. We ask right now, Lord, everyone just say, Lord, forgive me. If there's anything, known or unknown, that is displeasing to you, I ask forgiveness now in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you bless the service. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you speak to those that are needing comfort from you. They need a hug from you. They need to be just covered by your presence right now in the name of Jesus, whether they're here or watching online. Lord, we ask for your healing anointing to come in, mental healing anointing to come in in the name of Jesus. And those that are struggling, trying to make a decision, help them to know the direction and the plan that you have for them today. And specifically, I just pray for my sister and, and my nephew, Will. Lord, let them hear directly from you which way to go, what they should do. Open the doors that no man can shut and shut the doors that no man can open. Lord, we just speak over them, Isaiah 22, 22. 
And Lord, we do give you praise and we give you honor and glory. And we thank you for hearing our prayers and we thank you for answering us. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. And all the church said, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pardon? Oh, can't forget the most important guest we have here today. Can we? Michaela, come on up here by me, darling. You get to get on stage. Come here. When is her birthday? August 2nd, tomorrow. Look at you, beautiful girl. And how old are you going to be, Michaela? She's going to be four. So pull out your moolah. Because we're going to, you want to come up here by me or you want me to come down? I'll come right here. Okay? All right, here we go. We're going to sing happy. You want to step up one step back here? Can you step up? So they can see you a little bit better. There you go. You're so beautiful. Isn't she beautiful? Four years old. So uh, what we do here at Spirit of Prophecy Church, um, when they turn 13, they get, they get sung to a four, and they get money and presents and cake to take home. And then after that, they're on their own. <laughs> I believe me, the kids don't miss those days at church. They will come. So we thank them. We thank the, the, the families for bringing them in. Anyway, she's going to be turning four tomorrow. So let's sing happy birthday to Michaela. And then you can also, while we're singing, you can just bring up some cash for her or check or credit card, whichever you'd like to do. Gold bars will do too. <laughs> right, Dad? <laughs> I have some money sitting there if you want to grab that and bring it up here in for me in a minute. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michaela. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, give the Lord praise. Lord, we ask that you bless Michaela. Keep her strong in the Lord. Lord, we ask that you just cover her with the blood of Jesus and the angels be placed around about her. Give her long and healthy and prosperous life. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you, Michaela. Enjoy your birthday tomorrow. You can open your gift later if you like. Now, there you go. <laughs> now, there's some money. Praise the Lord. All right, I'll turn it over to Pastor Stan. Help her up the steps and then help her down the... Uh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know she could go down the steps. But I, I didn't. Also, I didn't know she could get her own cup of coffee. Moving right along. All the people online are thinking, this is really a weird church. Okay, anyway. No, no, they already know. <laughs> they already know. Okay, so this is the time that we remember the sacrifice. The most single important thing in all of the 6,000 year human history. This is the thing that made us a people who were not a people, like they were talking about this morning. This is the thing that opened the door to eternity for people that would have all been lost. And so let's remember that Jesus did tell them actually several times 
that he was going to die on the cross, but they just didn't seem to get it. And probably if you and I were there, we wouldn't have wanted to believe it either. We wouldn't have got it either. But he told them, I have to die. But he that believes on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. That corn that goes into the soil, soil will come forth a thousandfold. And we, we talk about the upper room a lot. <clears throat> but first of all, let's, let's pray for the body and blood. And tonight I want to talk about tonight. This morning I want to talk about it a little bit differently. First of all, Lord, we thank you for what represents this grape juice that represents your blood and this unleavened bread that represents your body. Unleavened means there's no sin. The one, the first, and the only human in all of history, past, present, future, that is without sin. That was nailed to the cross so that we can live again. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And yeah, let me have one. But this morning I want to talk about after the upper room. Remember early that morning, probably about 4 o'clock in the morning, Jesus asked the disciples to pray with him. This was the one last and final chance he got to avoid this. Yes, he's God in the flesh. Yes, he was the word that became flesh that dwelt among us. But he also knew that he was about to go through the most painful death of anybody in human history. Not only painful, but humiliating, because when they nailed him to the cross, unlike all of the pictures, they actually nailed him up there naked. Humiliating, painful beyond our understanding. He knew he was about to go through that. He asked the disciples to pray. Pray here with me one hour. I'm going to go yonder and pray. And he prayed so fervently, it says that he sweat. Now, he didn't sweat blood. Some people misunderstand. But he sweat great drops of sweat because blood actually is a larger drop than sweat. So the Bible said that his sweat was very, very large. In other words, he prayed so hard to the Father that he would not have to do this. Let this cup pass from me. Don't make me do this. If there's any other way, there's got to be another way. If there's not another way, I'll do it. But don't make me do this. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And of course, the Father, I believe, didn't answer him. He had already told him several times, this has to be. So when the father wouldn't let him out of it, he said, that will be done. He got up, found the disciples asleep. Shortly after the high priests, which in those days were like the most vicious of the police, shortly the high priests came, and this was several officers, to arrest him. And Peter, not understanding what was happening yet, was doing what some of us might tend to do. We might tend to jump up and try to protect what we knew 
was our master, our leader. Even Peter at this point said, yes, you are the Son of God, but I don't think Peter totally understood. No, 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 he really is the Son of God. It was more like, yeah, yeah, I got it. So in theory, yeah, I mean, I understand. But he didn't really understand. So when they came to arrest Jesus, Peter pulled his sword and took a swing at one of the officers. And of course, he had on a helmet, probably. And probably the ear was sticking out. And so he whacked him on the head. This is what I see. And the sword slid down and just cut that ear slap off, fell off on the floor. Jesus quickly turned to Peter and said, put up your sword. You live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Which is the same thing Revelation 13, 10 says. He that killeth, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. So Jesus reached down, yet a thought that it got the point. There was a little hint here picked up the ear, put it back on the soldier. No harm done. Pain stopped. Everything's okay. Peter put up the sword. Yet I thought that some of the high priest's officers would have said to the high priest, uh, take care of what you're doing here. Let me tell you what happened out there. So one of them picked up the sword, cut my ear off. I saw it lay on the ground. You see the blood on me? But you see my ear? It's fine. Are you sure you want to crucify this guy? But that wasn't even recorded in the scriptures. Nothing. Just like a lot of his other miracles before the high priest were nothing. Why? Because God can blind the eyes of those people. Because he had something he wanted done. So he goes in. They put him through all sorts of tortures, slapped him. Prophesy, whose is it slapped you? All kinds of trying, trying to get him. See, but this is the, the devil's great victory. Finally, Jesus said nothing. The Herods, I believe, was, was, not, was it, who, who was it, the king that... His wife had a dream. Pilate, there you go. His wife had a dream. Don't have anything to do with this guy. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. I was warned in a dream. It scared me to death. So Pilate listens to his wife. He washes his hands. In other words, the state or the political side said, we don't find any reason to, to crucify this man at all. You probably want us to go ahead and release Barabbas to you, right? No, no, no. So the high priest had to agree to the sacrifice. Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. So they nailed him to the cross. And it was the most painful, most gruesome, most bloodiest thing, cruel and inhuman, that they did to him. I think that's a lot of the reason why we have in our laws that there's not to be any cruel and unusual punishment given because that's what happened to our Lord and Savior. Cruel and unusual punishment. So Jesus, <clears throat> this grape juice and this unleavened bread represents the most powerful thing in human history. The thing that makes us 
free. The thing that writes her name into your book so that when you return, when all of the other tribes of the earth mourn, we will rejoice. So now, we practice and we go through the ritual of just a few hours before they nail to the cross. Let me get this right. It's the cracker first, right? I should get that because that's on top first. We're hours away from him nailing to the cross. He hands this unleavened bread around, breaks it, and he says, take, eat. This is my body that is broken for you. And they all ate. Still not understanding. So then he hands around the wine. And he says, this is a new testament, a new covenant that I'm making in my blood. Drink this and you'll live forever. This represents the living water like the woman at the well was told about, and they all drank. Thank you, sir. Actually, why don't I take them and you guys and do praise and worship. How's that? Good morning. There we are. Hallelujah. All right, let's all stand. Father, we boldly come before you, your throne room of grace and mercy. Father, we call forth your Holy Spirit to be among us. Move as you will. May our praise and worship today be a sweet, sweet fragrance upon you at your throne. In Jesus' name. All right, here we go. Come on. You're the only answer to the darkness. You're the only right among the wrong. Come on, I can't hear you. You're the only hope among the chaos. You're the only voice that calls me on. Louder than every lie, my sword in every fight, the truth will chase away the night your name is power over darkness freedom for the captives mercy for the broken and the hopeless your name is faithful in the battle glory in the struggle mighty you won't let us down or fail us your name is power your name is power. I know it is written, hope is certain. I know that the word will never fail. I know that in every situation, you speak the power to prevail. Louder than every life, my sword in every fight, the truth will chase away the night. 
Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captives, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle, mighty, you won't let us down or fail us. Your name is power. Your name is power. When you speak, you scatter darkness. Light arrives and heaven opens. Holy Spirit, let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe the change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. When you speak, you scatter darkness. Light arrives and heaven opens. Holy Spirit, let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe the change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captives, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle, mighty, you won't let us down or fail us. Your name is power. Your name is power. Hallelujah. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh, my God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giants. Oh, I know how this story ends. Oh, I know how this story a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord 
a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Come on, if you're gonna see a victory, I call it out right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to those that are watching right now online. I speak to those that have ears to hear. Right now in the name of Jesus. Get up out of that bed right now. And declare you'll see the victory right now. Anna. Justin. Susan. William. Pamela. Lori. Micah. I call you up right now in the name of Jesus. Get up. Get up. Declare that victory right now in Jesus' name. Come on. That victory is yours. That victory is yours. That victory is everyone that's in here right now. Right now, that victory is yours. Come on. It's going to turn it around for you. But you've got to turn it around. you got to get up. you got to make that step. Take a step. Come on, you can do that step right now, Jesus. God, Thank you for that victory. 
We thank you for setting people free. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. I will adore you. Hallelujah. in rainbows of living color flashes of lightning rolls of thunder blessing and honor strength and glory and power be to you the only wise king holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come with all creation i sing praise to the king of kings you are my everything and i will adore you Is and is to come. 
love you so much. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Shoot and Brighton. Okay. And probably someplace else too. Okay. Praise God. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the message that you have for us today. Lord, we do give you praise and honor and glory. And Lord, I thank you for the message that you have for us today. Lord, we ask that you be present. You be part of this congregation. You be part of this message. And Lord, anoint Stan from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Anoint each one of us to receive, to receive that message you have for us to receive today. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We worship you. You're our God, our King, our Savior, our Master. And to you, we give the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I probably should take a second and explain to the young men out here when it comes time for you to ask that special girl it's not a business contract it's not where you sit down at a table and you talk about whether you want to get married or not it's a very special event and don't mess it up like I did because I have got on my knees several times through my life and proposed the way I should have, just like you saw then. So when that special moment comes, you do it right. You take her to a very special place, 
having already asked her father permission for her hand, you do it right, and then, just like I did then, you get on your knees, and you offer the ring, and you beg her with every bit of your heart to marry you. If you do that, if you do it right, it will count for all eternity before her father, her family, and before her. Do it right. Now, every time I hear that song, Worthy is the Lamb, I want to remind you that it is based upon chapter 5 of Revelation. Read Revelation 5. Worthy is the Lamb to open the book, to take the book and to open the seals there because he was slain has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and in the midst of the throne, and in the midst of the four beasts and the four and twenty elders, stood the lambs that had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which is the seven spirits of God sent forth unto all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. When he took the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, each of them having harps and golden vials, which are the, full of for the prayers of the saints. And they sang, as it were, a new song, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. And I'll kind of shorten it down. So this morning we say, Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches, wisdom and strength, honor, glory and blessing. And every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing, honor, glory and power be in him that sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the congregation says, Amen. Amen. So, two weeks ago, I heard that I need to talk on Mark 4 and John 9. But then when I put it into the PowerPoint, I actually put Mark 3, not Mark 4. Then I got to the end and I said, well, I don't know what the point was. Well, I shouldn't have known what the point was because I didn't bring the chapters that I was supposed to bring. So yesterday afternoon, as I knelt down to pray as I do, Every Saturday, Lord, what do you want to say for the sermon tomorrow morning? I wasn't even thinking because it had been two weeks since, uh, since I'd made the blubber, <laughs> um, flubub. Wasn't even thinking about that. But instantly, he brought it back to me again. Mark 4, John 9. And he impressed in my heart that there's something he wants to bring to you specifically this morning, and to the people online, he wants to bring an additional anointing, a new level. Within God, there's always another level. There's always something we can do to get closer to God. There's always something we can do more to serve God and to serve his people. And Mark 4 and John 9 are parallel chapters. They match like this. In other words, the events match, go through them. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. 
And what I'm going to show you this morning is that these things between Mark 4 and John 9 are similar events. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, I ain't smart enough to see that. That had to be God showing me. Now, why do I want you to believe that? Because at the end, I'm going to ask you to come up. Me, Leslie, Lou, and Sunhi are going to pray for those people that want to receive that anointing. I don't know about you, but when God's handing out gifts, I want to be at the front of the line. I want to get all those gifts from God I can possibly get. And I believe that this gift is for you to serve in the future. And I believe that this gift has been specifically given to the Spirit of Prophecy Church people in, pres in person and online. There's no distance in the Spirit. Because there's about to be some things hit the earth like we've never seen. The great miracles are about to begin. And this is an anointing. I'm not saying it's anointing for miracles. I'm not saying what the anointing is. It's kind of like Dimitri, I turned to Dimitri, I said, Dimitri, would you pray that I would have your anointing? He said, no, you're too arrogant. If God wants you to have it, he'll give it to you. I really think that that was a mistake. I really think he should have turned and at least prayed for me. I don't know. Maybe it would have helped. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe God had said, you're too arrogant. I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> I don't know. But I wish he had prayed for me. But we're going to pray for you this morning. And I believe you will receive an anointing. What he laid in my heart was an anointing you do not have right now. No one has this anointing, and apparently including me too. But again, I want to be the first one in line. If God's handing out gifts, I want a gift, right? You want a gift, right? Okay. So he wanted me to show you these parallels in John 4, Mark 4 and John 9. Just checking, just checking. Mark 4, John 9, these parallels, because something's about to happen. Now, you really, really, really want to listen to tomorrow's broadcast. I've already made it, made it Friday afternoon. So, Friday morning, I got two emails. One person had a dream, one person had a vision. One was from Jason Meeks. He's recently started a church and asked to be under Leslie and I for our cover, covering, and he's had several dreams since then, which I've put on the radio, very powerful, very important from the Lord. But another one came in from an, a lady by the name of Anita, and according to the email, she's just a housewife, but she saw a vision. She says, all of a sudden, the TV turned on, and I saw a vision. And essentially, again, get the details in tomorrow's broadcast, uh, but would you turn off that top fan? It's, I'm starting to ch shiver up here. It's just gold, the top. Yeah, there you go. Both people, a dream and a vision, basically is saying some of the same points. Not exactly alike, but close enough to where they confirm each other. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. And essentially it said, here's what you're about to see. J.B., I can't say it, you got to figure it out, J.B. will die, and then K.H. will jump up and say, I'm now the president. And then N.P. 
will jump in and say, I'm vice president, and they will say to themselves, now we can destroy America like we wanted to. Now we can do what we want. But immediately, she said, I heard the emergency broadcast system, you know that sound, right? We've all heard it. This is an announcement from the emergency broadcast system. It came on the TV and it said, America will never be without a president because of the cheating. You got it, okay? Because of the cheating, DJT is now president. And this is now sliding into Jason's part of his dream. He said, I thought there was going to be mass chaos and protesting and burning and looting in the streets. He said instead, he said the streets erupted with, with rejoicing. He said, I literally saw people dancing in the streets. I saw fire trucks going up and down the streets, honking the horns. He said, I even jumped on the back of a fire truck. He said, all of America was rejoicing. He said, but then a suitcase nuke went off. He said, we ran into a restaurant for protection, he said, but it was far enough to where it wasn't a problem. You know what? Sad part is that fits with everything. Mike Clendell, my pillow guy, says that DJT is supposed to be back in control by the end of August. Okay, if you look at the calendar, that's close, right? That's close. I believe that God sent those messages specifically to Prophecy Club, Spirit of Prophecy Church, because we're one of the few people that would listen. How many people even know there's suitcase nukes out there? How many people have you talked to about suitcase nukes? And the answer is almost zero, right? Because what? The window shade would drop. They wouldn't even hear it. They wouldn't believe you. So how can we pray when they don't even know? They're not going to pray. So to them, that would just be foolishness. That is foolishness until it comes to pass, you see. Now, I think we should be praying against the bad stuff. I want to see DJT come back just as bad as you do. But I don't want to see those suitcase nukes. I don't want to see those hit. But you remember, I've told you August the 15th, excuse me, August the 8th of 2015, I heard words, this is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so are my miracles. And I have prayed every day those suitcase nukes do not hit, and I'm asking you to continue to pray too. But I think it would be easy to say if... <laughs> 20, well, they say some 35 suitcase nukes are hidden all across America. I, I don't want to believe him want to go off. But matter of fact, Jason Meeks said he saw in another dream, one went off in Lubbock, one went off in Fort Worth, and also Dallas. I think that if one of them goes off, I think God's going to call that judgment. And that will be judgment as the judgment hits. So will my miracles. Meaning that the time of miracles may be, I'm not saying, I don't know for certain, but it may be that, let's say by the end of September, 
probably for sure by the end of the year, just guessing, we could see that kind of judgment hit our nation. Now, how do we react? There's a lot of different ways we could react. But I can tell you, the reason God is giving this anointing this morning, and I believe those people who come up will get this anointing, is because he is preparing you to be a minister in that time because you're one of the few knuckleheads that would believe what the word of the Lord is. That's a good place for an amen, right? I mean, are we serious here? Are we trying to just play games? I think God's serious. And two weeks ago when I messed up and I put Mark 3 instead of Mark 4, instantly, he brought it back to me yesterday. He said, do it again. Do it right. Get the point across. It's very important that my people, Spirit of Prophecy Church, Prophecy Club, get this anointing. It's very important that you get it. So, let's go into it. Part of this, the first part I have not talked on because I talked on the wrong part. Second part, John and I recovered, but we've got to cover them together. So, the point is, Mark 3, and he goeth up to a mountain, and calleth unto them who he would, and they came unto him. I believe you've been called. I believe we've all, all been called Amen. for such a time as this, when no one else would hear, he's going to be able to send us in with his anointing to do his work, whatever that might be. Smart, not Mark 3. I intended to change that. Wait a minute. This is the wrong one. It's Mark 4. We're not doing this again. Got the wrong PowerPoint. We're not doing this again. Yep. Mark 4. Yes, yeah, Mark 3. This is this is the wrong presentation. Mark 4. Oops. Yeah, I know. I got John 9. Yeah, it's two weeks ago. The flub up. Fine. We'll do it the hard way. Put up the, uh, the Bible program with John Mark 4 on it. We've got to get the right verse. You know, the devil fights hard against us. But we're going to get, that's right, we're, we're going to get the message. Yep, that's the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that again. Somehow, get me Mark 4 showing up here. Someone got a biblical where I can go ahead and start? Give me a... I guess I could do my cell phone. Boy, this is the modern age, isn't it? All right. We'll, we'll do it. So we're going to Mark... Four. And he began to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship, and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea and the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Now we know that the 
the, the seed is the word of God. Some fell on the stony ground where it had not much earth and immediately sprung up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell upon, this is us, and other fell upon good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, some a hundredfold. And he said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. I believe that's why God has sent this message to the Prophecy Club, Spirit of Prophecy Church, because we're ones that will receive this message. And when he was alone, they were, about, they were with him, twelve that asked him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it's given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Unto you it is given to know the mystery. He's telling us what he's about to do in the land. Most people won't hear. Well, first of all, it's not positive and encouraging. You got to bless the people. You know what? Every once in a while, we've got to have a little steel on the background, backbone to be able to stand up and be able to hear, hear the truth. <laughs> Amen. And you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. That seeing, they may see, and not perceive. True. How many times has the window shade dropped when we were trying to talk to them about prophecy? Seeing they may see and not perceive, hearing them may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he just said, Know ye not this parable? And how you know in all the parables and the sower soweth the servant? These are they by the wayside, where the word was sown. But when they heard, Satan came immediately and taketh away the word that was sown on their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. And who, when they had heard the word, immediately received it with gladness. And have no root in themselves, so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And they are they which are sown among thorns, so as to hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word and becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. That's the point. He's preparing every one of us to bring forth fruit in a time of trouble. When everybody else can be biting their fingernails, pulling their hair out, running for cover. Instead, we're going to be able to understand who we are in Christ. And we're going to know that he's given us a little bit of power over serpents and scorpions. All power. We're going to know who we are. And this is going to be when we rise. The church is going to rise with healing in their wings. Miracles will return to the church. There went my shaving. Holy Ghost come up. That's the reason I think this solemn September assembly. Okay, we, we have what, 75 signed up, huh? Yeah, 75-ish. Nothing. 
75 people is all we got that'll gather together and fast for 48 hours and pray for our nation. 75 people that can throw away their denominations and say, yes, I can gather under one name, Jesus, to do one thing, pray for America. Not enough. I believe we're going to have 500. I believe somehow we're going to pack it out. And I want to believe that it's not going to stop after 48 hours. I want to believe that the line is two or three blocks down the road, people coming in because they want what's at that meeting. And I won't say it that what's at that meeting. But Coverstone was told that there was going to be groups of people fasting and praying, and the mighty rushing wind would come in, and there'd be tongues of fire setting on people. Wait a minute. Is that scriptural? Yeah, and the old men who dream dreams, your son, young men will see visions. I'm going to pour out my spirit on a little bit of flesh. All flesh. I believe this is what he's getting ready to do. These are they which are sown on good ground. Right here. We're good ground. We're not trying to get blessed. We don't go to church to get blessed. We don't go to church to get encouraged. As a matter of fact, sometimes we walk out scared to death. I believe God is bringing this blessing to the Spirit of Prophecy Church because you have endured. Frankly, you sat through some pretty tough stuff. You've endured. Like the message this morning. We've read the Bible till we fell asleep at night. We've fallen asleep praying and worshiping God. We know what it is to fast and to pray. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and are going to bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and a hundredfold. They're going to search you out. He said unto them, is a candle brought? Can you put up the other version that gives me like many scriptures? Please, yeah, because this is, this, I can't use this. I can't use just one scripture. I got to have it. I got to have it. My mistake, this will not happen again. And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put, bought, brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick? By him giving this information to us, is putting the light on a candlestick. Because we, were, we are one that understand this is coming. Yeah, thank you. Very good. The, the, we are one that understand this is coming, and we are ready to go to work. Amen. Or under a bed, not to be set on a candlestick, for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. We have ears. For he that hath, for he that hath, to him shall be given. Amen. Souls. Soul winning is about to start, my brothers and sisters. Amen. And he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. I think there's going to be a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of trouble. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. No, no, put the other version up, please. Okay, I, I can't do that. Yeah, there you go. That, that's the one I like right there. Okay, let me find my place here and I'll go to that. 
23? Yeah, 24. 23, 24? Okay, we can do it this way. They can see it online too, right? We Okay. Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it should be more given. Meaning, what he gives us, if we put it to work, that's right, we get more, right? More what? More anointing, more miracles, more angel visits, more dreams and visions, whatever it is. I'm saying that there's a high probability soon, soon, I believe that's the reason. He didn't want me to talk anything else. He wanted me to bring this anointing to you this morning. For he that hath to him be given, he that hath not from him shall be taken even that he hath. And so he said, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep, and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up, and he, he, okay, you see this thing right there? Click that guy right there. Because it is, yeah, okay. All right, now, click, click, wait, 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 wait. No, escape this. I'll show you. Click, right, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, right there. No, click that, the second one. See, it's, okay, now, that, you, it's okay, it's okay. Now click here. This is my program, I know my program. Okay, now we're, we're good. So it, it was rolling off of the, the screen there. Devil not going to get his way. We're going to get the word in us. Okay, let's see. 28, was it? Yeah, let's do 27. And should sleep. Now back up. So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep, and rise the next day, and the seed should, bring, should spring and grow up, and he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of itself, First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. And when the fruit is brought forth, immediately put it in the sickle, because the harvest has come. He's saying that we're getting ready for the end time harvest. Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what compromise, comparison, shall you, I can't, the, the leaves are in the way here, shall compare it. It is like a grain of mustard, which when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. Okay, 32. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all the herbs that shooteth out branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. And with many such miracles spake he the word of God unto them that were able to hear it. Did I make it? Um, what did I say? Was that a mistake? Maybe it wasn't a mistake, was it? <laughs> you know, my heart is sports stadiums. And I'd like to think that Stan is so good looking you are. You are. that sports stadiums would fill up to hear him talk. But you and I know that ain't going to happen. So what is it? It's something God's going to do that I don't know about because right now I can't, it, it, you know, it's not my problem. He's the one. You remember the story. I was drifting off to sleep probably 15 years ago. And I said, Lord, I just want to say that I love you more than my wife, more than my children. 
more than the very beat of my heart and the breath of my lungs, I love you more than anything. I didn't think anything was going to happen. Drifted off to sleep. And that night I heard words. And it says, and, and it was like the whole room became a sphere. This, this voice came from everywhere. And I heard a voice. Whether it was in my ears or my heart, when it comes from every direction, I, I couldn't tell. But I heard it. It says, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. Then a piece of paper, about two foot by two foot, appeared up onto my right, and a sword that I held with both, both hands like this appeared in my hand. I could spin it in any direction, and I took the sword and I cut down, I cut off about a third of the paper. And as I cut down that paper, the paper I cut off just turned to a waterfall. And I believe what he was saying is that he's giving me about the third the number of souls that he gave Billy Graham. Well, how many souls Billy Graham went? You know, he did sports stadiums around the globe for, I don't know, 50 some odd years. A lot. Probably the greatest soul winner of our time. I don't think I'm something special. I think that he put something in me that I have continued to carry. And that is what he's trying to bless. And you're the ones that have continued to listen to a pretty hard message. And he wants to bring a blessing to you this morning. He wants to bring some kind of an anointing. What he brings is his business. I just know that me and the ministry team need to pray that you receive it. Okay, so. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expanded all these things to his disciples. And the same day, when the evening was come, he said to them, Let us pass over unto the other side. Let us pass over unto the other side. I think we're about to pass over into the end times. When he sent away the multitude, he took, he, they took him even as he was in the ship. There was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. I think this is talking about the last days. This is referring to the tribulation. There arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship. And that was now full, full of water. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they waked him and said, Master, don't you care that we're sinking? Now I've got to get this. Where was it? 39? 38? And he was in the hinder part of the ship. Yeah, I said that. You, well, I Johnsonized it. You didn't catch that I already read that. And he rose and rebuked the wind and said to them, Peace, be still. I think he's saying to the Spirit of Prophecy Church this morning, You're about to go through a storm. You're about to see the winds blow, the rains come. You're about to go through a storm like America's never gone through. But I will be with you. Remember part of what he told me, August 8, 2015, this is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. As the devil shows up, I will meet him. Inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound. Everything the devil does, I'm going to meet him. Meaning, we should say, peace, be still. So when this hits, nobody's going to be biting their fingernails. Nobody's going to be losing sleep. 
There'll probably be some people calling saying, okay, you have my attention. That's what we wanted. Somebody, these people wouldn't believe. Now they're ready to listen. And that's when our ministry starts. That's what we prepared for. Peace be still. He says, Spirit of Popsy Church, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Just the great calm, I think, that's talking about the, the eternity. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? We have faith. We've been building our faith. We've been preparing for this day. We're prepared. Everybody else been having a good time and getting blessed, blessed, positive and encouraging. We've been getting prepared, buddy. And they came over to the other side under the country of, of the Gadarenes. Now I can see. <laughs> the Gadarenes. And we just come out of the ship immediately. There met him out of the tombs, a man of, of an unclean spirit. He's saying, yep, you're going to run into some unclean spirits. You're going to run into some difficulty. But he'll be with you. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Because he had been often with fetters and chains, and chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetter broken in pieces. But greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. Amen. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and the tombs, crying, cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, cried with a loud voice and said, what do I have to do with thee? Meaning, I don't, I'm not holy like you. I, I, I don't have anything to do with your world. I'm in an entirely different world. Leave me alone, basically. What do I have to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High? This is good, but I, I need to go to John chapter 9 here. Just a second. Let me, let me, let me get, I, I jumped chapters here. Didn't realize I jumped chapters. Jesus, thou Son of the Most High, Jerthy of God, Torment me not. And he said to them, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. He was asked. And he asked him, What is thy name? We'll skip all that. Now let's go to John 9. And here we can go back to the PowerPoint now. I have John 9 in the PowerPoint. And this is not the PowerPoint I prepared yesterday. That's not the PowerPoint. John 9. Okay? Ah! Wait a minute. This is the PowerPoint I prepared yesterday. Did I make a mistake? Hang on. We got the message. All right, let's go on to John 9. Back up. John 9, 1. And Jesus passed, passed by and saw the man was blind from his birth. He had a withered hand. The disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? I want to believe that this anointing that he is giving us is one of the things it will be able to do is to see the blind healed, the lame walked, the dead raised. Not for our purpose, but to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus answered and said, Neither this man sinned nor his parents. In this case, it's the works of God that they should be made manifest in him. Meaning, we are about to see the works of God manifested in the earth. That's what he's saying to us. 
I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, because the night cometh. What does this mean? The night cometh when no man can work means when the mark of the beast comes out, you can't go around witnessing because the markers are going to be after you at that point. If you don't have the mark of the beast, they're going to be trying to kill you. It's not going to be time saying, let me tell you about Jesus. We're going to be running to the hills. It's not yet, but he's saying, see, this is not talking about 2,000 years ago. This is talking about our day. This is speaking to us. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. So Jesus then spit on the ground, made clay, put it on the eyes of the blind. I think what he's saying, these kind of things are, the Spirit is now moving on the earth to see those kind of things happen in our day. Not immediately, maybe not today, but we're moving into that season. Understand? Told him to go wash some pools of Siloam. So he did, and I believe he's saying to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, you're to do likewise, and I will be with you. And the neighbors, therefore, which had before them sent him to the blind, it's not this, and of course they argued about whether it was really the man. They said, this is not the man of God, because he keeps not the Sabbath day. There will be people that are going to be saying, yeah, but you're not doing this right, so you can't be of God. You're not doing this right. You can't be of God. Wait a minute. I'm anointed. I'm anointed of God to do this. And that's the anointing we're about to do for you and the people online. So basically, go tell God. I'm just doing what he's telling me to do. The Jews did not believe concerning him. And by the way, they still don't. I'd like to say... They were even in those days saying, if any man did confess that Jesus was Christ, he was put out of the synagogue. Or you might say shunned or ostracized. Or they had nothing to do with him. But to us, the spirit of prophecy church, God is saying the consequences cannot stop us. Amen. There will be people say, you can't come into the doctor's office if you don't wear a mask. Oh, no, 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 I mean... There's going to be people say you can't get on the airplane if you don't wear it. No, no, no. Uh, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand and their forehead. There will be consequences, but we don't care. We're going to serve the Lord the best of our ability. Amen? Amen. What are you going to do? Threaten me with eternity? You're going to threaten me with a higher resurrection? You're going to threaten with me with more crowns and, and a bigger mantle. Now, Stan, that's easy to think here, sitting here in church on Sunday morning. But out there in the real world, that's the reason we got to set our jaw now. We got to get ourselves prepared now for, for that moment. Okay? So the guy, they're trying to convince him. Is this really your son that was really born blind? He says, look, I've already told you. And there's going to be people that you already told them. They'll come to you and say, look, did, did you really tell me that this is going to happen? Yeah, I really told you. I, I already told you. You just didn't hear. So why should I tell you again? But what would we do? We will tell them again. Right? Tell them again. 
Will you also be his disciples? Now, what this is saying to the Spirit of Prophecy Church is we can't allow anything to stop us. And there will be things that will try to stop us. We know that God spake to Moses, but as for this fellow, uh, we don't know who he is. But we do. We do know who Jesus is. The man should have said to them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that we know not from whence he is, and yet he has opened mine eyes. I think that a lot of the things that God is about to do, that we're about to see on the earth, is going to be proving that this is the truth. Proving that we are of God. The, the miracles were in the days of Jesus, proof, and they are today. Now, it says, since the world began, it was not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind. So that was a new miracle in the days of Jesus. Jeremiah 16, 19 through 21 is talking about the great end time miracle. And I'm trying to grab the first word. If I get the first word, then I got it. What was the first word? If you give me the <laughs> O Lord, my refuge and my strength and my fortress in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things where there is no profit. And have made in themselves that gods that are not gods. Therefore, here it is, here it is. This once I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. That's the great end time revival that possibly will start real soon. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. So what we have to do is abide in Jesus, get this anointing, and then do as he tells us to do. And I think I made my point. Yes. Okay, so here's the summary of John 9. Jesus healed a man born to blind. We are to do likewise. The words of God should be manifest in Spirit of Prophecy Church people, Prophecy Club. The night or tribulation mark of the beast does come when no man can work. Jesus was the light of the world. And we are to pray for miracles today, too. How can man that is a sinner do such miracles? We have to stay clean. We can't be a sinner and serve the Lord. So don't let anything stop us. Now, we know that God hears not to sinners, so we have to stay clean. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. John 14, 12, Very rarely I say unto you, He that believeth on me and the works that I do, Shall he do also greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. So here's what we're going to do in just a moment. I'm going to ask the, the four, the three other ministry team, Sunni and Lou and Leslie to come up here. We're going to anoint each other. And we're going to pray that we get the anointing. And then if you want the anointing, we're going to ask you to come up and we'll anoint you and pray for you to receive this anointing. This anointing so that you can serve in the day of trouble. Whatever that anointing may be. He had told me the anointing, just 
clearly we're supposed to pray for you to receive that anointing. So if we can have our three other ministers up here, and would you bring me my revelation oil? <coughs> Excellent. Excellent. There, see, devil, we did it anyway. Would you mute my microphone for just a second? I don't know how we're going to anoint each other. I guess we just... Yeah, something like that. I don't want Here you go. Let's all put our... Dear Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we ask you to give us your anointing. We ask you to touch us with your anointing. Give us the anointing to pass on to your people because we know that just like the Holy Spirit is more caught than taught, we know that you use men to pass along your anointing. And Lord, we ask that these people would receive the anointing that we pray for them to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes, Lord, set our hearts to do what you've called us to do. Lord, we want that transfer of anointing for the time that we're in. That they'll be trained, equipped to do the work of the ministry. That they'll see things in the spirit realm as well as the natural. That they'll, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I feel anointing. That they will see and know things ahead of time. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord that you'll go forth before them, Lord. Let them not walk in fear, but in power and in might. By your spirit, Lord. Lord, help us to be able to not only receive that anointing that you're placing upon us right now, but transfer to your people here and also those that are watching online that are members with us, the ones that are called to this ministry to serve. Thank you, Lord. I hope they can hear me online. That they'll serve us, Lord. That they'll serve you, Lord. They'll serve you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Those that are members with the Spirit of Prophecy Church, anoint them right where they are. Anoint each person that's here. And that it'll just be a confirmation as they come up and just receive a blessing. Lord, in the pagan religions, they have a priest that touches them and sprinkles water on them. And all of a sudden they say that they're anointed. And Lord, we know that that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's religion. We're not doing religion, Lord. We're doing it by your spirit. Amen. And Lord, I thank you that the anointing is transferred as ministers of God, as leaders of yours, of this church, of the Spirit of Prophecy Church. We are leaders. And Lord, so we ask that you again, that you bestow that anointing upon us, that we'll be trained and equipped and also to be able to release that anointing to those that come up to receive and those that are online watching. <clears throat> But they'll receive it, Lord. They'll receive it because they're part of us. They're like-minded with us. Lord, let them go that are watching online, get, an, get oil. Doesn't matter what kind of oil, olive oil, any kind of oil. And anoint their head as we begin to pray. And that they receive it right where they are. There's no distance, Lord. There's no distance. And Lord, we do give you praise. We give you honor and glory for what you're going to do on this earth. Use us as willing vessels right now in Jesus' name. 
Each person that comes up for prayer, they're coming up saying, use me, Lord. I'm a willing vessel to do the work of the ministry. Ministry is not for the lighthearted. Ministry is really for those that are going to stand and they're going to stand firm and not be moved. They're not going to fall off that rock. They're going to stand on the rock and not be moved. Lord, let those only come that are saying, choose me, Lord. Choose me in this day. Choose me in this time. Choose me because I desire to do the work of the ministry and I know it won't be easy. And devil, I tell you, get away from them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that there be a hedge of protection around them, that you place your angels around about them, around about us. Place them and leave them placed around your people, Lord, and around us in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you honor and glory. And we thank you for the anointing that will fall upon us and released to your people. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Now, do you guys both feel the anointing? Feel the anointing? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so if you want to be prayed for, come on up and we will pray for you. Let's have, we'll have four lines across here. Have any one of the four of us pray for you. Okay. <clears throat> That's fine. Okay, That's fine. okay, we'll just make one line then. Well, let's, yeah, let's let's have it come off to the side so that the camera can still sit rather than stand in front of the camera. Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask that you would give her your anointing, uh, this anointing to serve in the in the days of trouble ahead, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Lord, I ask that you give my brother your anointing to serve, to do whatever you want done in the days ahead, the anointing to serve in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Lord, we ask that you give my sister the anointing to serve in the days ahead, the trouble ahead, in Jesus' name, amen. ahead that she would know what she needs to do dreams and visions and angel visits would be present in jesus name <clears throat> lord i ask you uh, to anoint my brother in the name of jesus to serve these days ahead that he would know what he needs to do and have confidence to be able to step forward and do it and that he would have dreams and visions and angel visits and just hear your voice, Lord, in Jesus' name. <clears throat> and Lord, I pray for this nurse, this nurse to serve, has a heart to serve and to see people heal and get better, Lord. But Lord, this time I ask you to give her your anointing to heal and to, to prophesy, to do all manner of works according to your power and your glory, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I anoint my brother in the name of Jesus to be able to, to 
to hear the voice of God and to be able to shake those people round about him with the words that come out of his mouth that are from you. Lord, I ask you to give him your anointing, this anointing for today to serve in the days ahead in Jesus' name. to give the anointing to my brother to serve Lord his heart is to serve to serve to serve and to win souls Lord give him your anointing to serve the right words to say the right place to go the right thing to do to be pleasing in your sight in Jesus name amen Lord I anoint my brother in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Ghost to receive this anointing for the last days, for the days ahead, to be able to serve, Lord, to be able to hear you and to know what to do and order his feet, be a lamp into his feet and light into his path to show him the way to go in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I anoint my sister in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to receive this last day's end time anointing, to know how to serve, to serve you, to see amazing things that she never even thought possible to see in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I thank you for my brother. Now I anoint him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to be able to flow in miracles, to be able to walk in your power, to do the things that you guide him and direct him to do in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I anoint my brother in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I ask that you would anoint him with this last day's anointing to instinctively know what to do, to where to go.